Hello there, and welcome to episode number 399, wow, of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, and it is time for part three of what I am calling Bitches Assemble. We have recommendations for comfort and good wishes from Kiki, Catherine Heloise, and Shayna in this episode. They are all part of the Smart Bitches writing team from different parts of the world, and we also have a, a cheese conundrum a cheese hullabaloo, if you will. So if you have cheese ideas once you've listened to this episode, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast, or you can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. If you have thoughts on cheese, or if you would like to tell us what books and things are getting you through the global quarantine, I would really love to hear them because we are collecting all of your recommendations. I want to extend a very special thank you to our Patreon community. If you have supported the show with a monthly pledge of any amount, you are helping to keep the show going. You are making sure that every episode has a transcript. And, well, you're awesome. So thank you. If you'd like to join our Patreon community, have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. Now, I have compliments. And I have to say, it is so nice to do these. So thank you to everyone who has supported the show. And thank you in particular to the people who are getting compliments because this just lifts my day and I hope it does yours. Regina W., someone close to you, whenever they are having an absolutely crapful day, thinks of you and your laugh and feels much better. And Julia L., you know how sometimes you hum to yourself? There are not one but two cover bands dedicated to you, and one is run entirely by magical squirrels. If you would like your own compliment, please have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton, tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural wipes. They offer complete transparency about the ingredients in all of their products, and they are all 100% organic cotton. There are no added chemicals, no added fragrances, no synthetics, and no dyes. Lola will help make your month a little easier. Here's how it works. You customize a subscription box with the mix of products, absorbency, number of boxes, frequency of the delivery, and they will send products right to your door. I really like knowing the ingredients, but the personalized assortment was brilliant for me. If you would like to give it a try, you can get 30% off your first month's subscription at mylola.com and enter SmartPod when you subscribe. Shall we get started with this episode? I think we shall. Up first, my conversation with Kiki as we look for recommendations for comfort and best wishes for all of you. On with the podcast. So how are you, Kiki? Um, I'm doing okay. Um, I think I was sort of at the height of my world anxiety last week and I've sort of um, gotten to a, a much more level level sort of point. Um, I think it helps that last year was a very um, sort of busy and stressful and a lot sort of crisis year for me. So I'm sort of, I think I'm prepared for this year. Yeah. The longer the weird schedule goes on, the Mm -hmm. more the weird schedule seems more normal. Yes. Yep. But then I'm like, shocked by normal things like for example a street near us is being repaved which by the way is fabulous for podcast recording (laughs) and i'm like you're repaving a street 
Well, I guess, right. you know, you're all standing really far apart and everything smells really bad. And it's like a bazillion degrees when you're resurfacing a road. So, okay, sure. Yeah, great. And it'll right. cut down on deliveries coming to the house. Okay, sure. Great. But an ordinary thing is happening. What? Yeah. They're, they're doing construction on a house, a couple of houses down for me. And I'm like, you're just doing, okay. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. I'm on week three of working from home. Um, because my work started a, a bit earlier than a lot of places in the area did. Um, oh, wow. And so I'm, I'm sort of, start, it is starting to feel a bit normal. What recommendations do you have for people who are looking for something comforting or enjoyable or fun? What is getting you through right now? Okay. I have, I have two directions that I would sort of send people in. My first direction is sort of jumping off of um, what Elise said last week, which is books with no conflict. <laughs> you are um, not the only person to be like, you know what? I do not need angst right now. I do not need a, I, I want low angst. Um, I want, you know, low stress. Um, and so one of the things that I will be returning to and that I recommend for some other people is because of Miss Bridgerton by Julia Quinn, which is the first book in um, her prequel series. Um, now this is, strangely one of my most reread romances because it is like a low stress low angst uh sort of thing so I go back to it whenever I'm like too much is happening and I just need to like I listen to it on audiobook a lot um and so whenever there's like too much happening in my life I go back and I'm like yes I need to listen to 40 minutes of like these people playing that weird croquet game it's not croquet but it's whatever that game is lawn bowling with the mallet <laughs> yes. of death yes. yes yep it's precisely what i need um and this is just like you know enemies to lovers um to people who sort of bond over the fact that they've sort of been left behind by a lot of the other people in their life um Aww. yeah and it's you know they're you know, it's an oldest son who is just sort of waiting around at home until he his dad dies, basically, because that's what it's like to be an oldest son in a historical. A female lead, Billy, who is you know didn't didn't have a season and and didn't get married, and is sort of realizing now that she sort of missed some things. They're the only two people that are sort of left, and they sort of bond over that, and it's you know pretty funny. Um, pretty bickery and stuff like that and it's a good fun low stress there's nothing big or a huge conflict or anything um and so I would send people in that direction of like this is not a stressful thing to read <laughs> yes and it's a very familiar world if yes. you've read any Julia Quinn book yep. you know exactly what world you're entering yes. into Yes, that's that is that's such a good point is that it it does feel very familiar. And so I think there's there's something about the the familiar but not not contemporary that I I think I am going to be reaching for a lot in the next the next um coming weeks. And so the other direction that I would send people in, completely different from what I just said, um is that listen, right now I don't want to be on this planet other people don't want to be on this planet. And so I say, <laughs> <laughs> I say, go sci-fi, <laughs> get off, get off earth, go far, far away. 
complete something entirely different than the world we are living in right now. And so I'm going to recommend um, Polaris Rising by, I, I think I'm going to say her last name wrong and I apologize, Jesse Mihalik. I think that's right. I okay. have not actually heard it said. So okay. with the best of intentions, let's say Jesse Mihalik. Yes. Um, and so this is the um, first book in the series. Um, I actually have the second one out from the library right now. So I'm excited to dive into that. Um, but this is sci-fi, takes place almost entirely in space. You have two very sexy, like essentially space outlaws um, who are sort of road tripping, running away from authorities. Um, and it is, it's really, really excellent. Um, there's a good amount of like competency porn, like space competency porn. Um, Isn't that so reassuring? Yes. Like, yes. I don't mean to fetishize competence, but at this point, I have a fetish for competence. <laughs> yes, it's just so, when the world is a mess, I want to read about people who know what they're doing, and they're doing it well, and like, that is, that is I want reassurance that somewhere out in the world, there are people who are competent at what they're doing, and they are doing it, even if it is in a, you know, sci-fi romance. <laughs> No, and I want competence, and I want kindness, and yes. I want people being basically decent. Like my yes. my list is, it sounds like it's really a, a low level of expectation, but right now it's an extremely high level of expectation. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend you know any any sci-fi. I think just to you're really you know. Out of the actual Let's leave moment. the planet. Yes. We're leaving Let's the planet now. Planet. I don't want to be here. Let's go far, far away into space where you have to deal with space problems and not Earth problems. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I recommend, you know, heading off into a sci-fi direction just or, you know, or fantasy. If people are super into fantasy, just like head off away from this reality. And I recommend yes. doing that with Polaris Rising. So those those are those are my 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 two big big recommendations. That is what I will be doing for the next next little while. That seems like a very solid plan. Yeah, I I'm trying to do a lot of like comfort and enjoyment during this period. So what wishes do you have for the universe right now? Oh man, um I am wishing for um a lot of community care. A lot of people taking care of people um, in you know safe and helpful ways, um, looking out for our most vulnerable. I'm also wishing um, for those of us who still have our jobs right now, who will still who will come out of this with our jobs um, intact and still paying us and still able to pay us. Um, I'm wishing for us all to cough up a little cash. <laughs> Now's a really good time to be thinking about how we can redistribute some of our wealth to people who um, are, are going to be under some really, really tough times during and after this, you know, looking up mutual aid, things in your area, giving to food banks, things like that, I think is uh, uh, something that a lot of us should be, should be thinking of and taking action um, towards right now. Good evening. Evening for you. Morning for me. Yes. 
Greetings from far, far away. One of the things that I find so fascinating about this particular um, global catastrophe is that I know kind of what's happening all over the world, but I don't necessarily talk to people who are in that place unless I'm on a particular form of social media. And that's different from having a conversation. So uh, how are you going today? Um, well, look, I personally am going fairly well. Um, it's, it is a very strange time. I've been working from home for the last week and a half, and I spent most of that time trying to learn and to teach video conferencing at the same time. So we have filled up that video conference bingo card innumerable times with having <laughs> video conference in mime, you know, everyone's freezing. It's it's all nuts. Um so that that's very uh fun. <laughs> and, and I thought while I was doing that I started setting up things like, you know, an online lounge room for my friends and we're setting up a Shakespeare reading group again via Zoom this weekend. So just trying to get things in place because it's going to be a long haul. It is. Now you're you work in a lab, so it's actually very difficult for a lot of the work that you work with to be done remotely, right? Yeah, so I'm not a scientist myself. I coordinate about ninety scientists. And you have my sympathy. <laughs> they're lovely. They're very yeah. They're really lovely people. They're really smart people. Um, they are not organized people, but they're <laughs> not me for. Um, but I'm, I'm very lucky. I've got a really nice group. Um, so at the moment it's, it's interesting because pretty much everyone on the admin side has been working from home for about the last week or two. Um, they're trying to, you know, any non-essential experiments have to stop. Um, that's it. We've uh, pivoted a lot of work towards COVID-19 research. Uh, not wow. So yeah. We, we already had quite a big infectious diseases program. So my division is cancer and cell death. Mo, you know, there's a combination of people who are staying to finish up the big experiments, people who are now working from home, and a group of them have started doing things like genotyping and CRISPR editing to kind of support the COVID-19 research. So the general idea is that it's kind of a skeleton staff. It's just the people either doing COVID-19, supporting COVID-19, or finishing up stuff which has been going on for too long to waste at this point. So yeah, it's interesting. And we're also writing grants because it's always a season of writing grants at the worst possible time. We have a, a morning tea teleconference, a video conference that I've set up for anyone who wants to join me and practice using the video conferencing software so they don't do mime during the next seminar. <laughs> and, uh, from what I've seen, mime during the seminar is definitely on the cards if they don't practice. Um, and yeah, you sort of you see some people in the lab and you'll see some people in the lounge room and. It's sort of a weird assortment. I yeah. It'll it'll be very strange. My job won't change that much, but other people's jobs are gonna change a lot. Yeah. So you're setting up virtual lounges and was it did you say Skype Spear? Skype Spear, yes. <laughs> well, my circle of friends, we used to do tabletop readings. Um we actually got through the complete works of Shakespeare, uh dramatic readings. Um, very smutty dramatic med- readings because Shakespeare was full of smut and so oh. we. so oh, yeah. possible way to tra- uh, interpret something filthily we did. And I thought, well, that's actually, I've, I mean, I've already worked out how to divide all the plays into smaller numbers of people. Um, I've already got all these friends who I want to keep up with and some of them are in different time zones. We can get together every couple of weeks and do another play, you know. 
because there's a lot of things you can't do on Zoom. I have been trying desperately to figure out if choir can be done on Zoom, but boy, the results are disastrous. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious, but not useful. But Shakespeare, by and large, you're speaking one at a time. So video conferencing is more feasible and we still get to see each other and be ridiculous at each other. And yeah, I think I won't necessarily have this much energy to start stuff down the track, but if it's already going, continuing it's quite easy. Oh, that's so true. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's absolutely true. Well, and also, you know, I spent the week teaching my my colleagues who I'm very fond of, but they're not my favorite people in my life in the whole wide world. You know, I've been showing them how to do all this. So I might as well organize my friends as well so that we can all, you know, why should my colleagues be the only ones who are benefiting from me figuring out your organizational skills? Yeah. 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 So what recommendations do you have for people who need some comfort or relaxation or silliness? What recommendations do you have? Um, so I've got two comfort um, reads. Um, it's tricky for me because usually it's a comfort author. I'll kind of go, I'm now going to dive into the complete works of this person. Um, I'm very, very fond of everything by Lois Pettmaster Boochold. If I had to pick a series, I mean, the Chalian stuff is amazing and marvellous. But the reason I love her is that she's she's got a lovely humour to her. She's got She writes very optimistic worlds. Yes. You know, you, she writes people who are trying to do the right thing and by and large they succeed. And, you know, in her science fiction, her technology is really interesting. There's a strong feminist um, feel to it. I love all the different ways she played with what if you had uterine replicators, how would that change culture in a thousand different ways. That's just wonderful. And also I'm. it's also a comfort read because, you know, Boojold was my introduction to the internet back in 2000. But the first thing I did when I got online was join the Boojold mailing list and I made friends there who I'm still friends with now. And some of them wow. I've never seen yet. But, you know, we've been friends for 20 years. We followed each other onto LiveJournal. We followed each other onto Facebook. We send each other Christmas cards and these are just people I met because of these books. So it's kind of comforting intrinsically but also it's got all these lovely associations of people I've, I, I, I love who I will hopefully meet one day in person. So that's really nice. So you would you would say to start with which book? Um, shards of is it Shards of Honor? Shards of Honor for the if you like science fiction, definitely Shards of Honor. Um, and if you if you like fantasy, Chalian, uh, the Curse of Chalian, Although Paladin of Souls is so awesome because you don't get a lot of forty forty three year old heroines out there, and we need more of those forty three year old adventure heroines who get their own romance subplot and are awesome. But you want to start with Curse of Chalian, just for spoilers. My favorite of hers is is the. Um, have you read the the Penric novella oh, series? Penric's so lovely, yes. Well, he's one people who's just really nice. Yes, and he his he is consistently smart and yes. kind yes. and kind of hapless, and he's you know, it, it, and yet he has this incredibly powerful demon in him yeah, who's yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, Penrick, just hang on a sec. Let me take care of this. Just just, just chill for a moment. I got this. And I love how he's so unassuming, but also as the books continue, he's unassuming, but actually he does have all this power and he is aware of that and he is not afraid to use it. But he just sort of he sort of flies under the radar because he doesn't he's not someone who's into throwing his weight around. He's just completely charming. And Desdemona oh, is so delightful. I love Desdemona. I just I love the I love the series because it's 
it's just very kind. Yes, 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 yes. And and kindness is consistently rewarded. Yeah, but honestly, I'd say that about all of of, of Bujold's work. That's that's true. That's very true. Why it calls to me. And I suppose on the other, my other completely different um, comfort reading, and again, it's a whole author and hard to choose one book, but I love Laura Florand because it's basically the holiday in France that you have when you can't afford a holiday in France. Yes, plus chocolate. Oh, plus chocolate, plus all those wonderful smells and tastes. She is so good at at in, at, at conveying smell and taste in her books. Um, and also I'm an obsessive cook and feeder of people, and so. Obviously, all her food stuff is just wonderful and makes me hungry and want to cook stuff and bake stuff. Um, I don't know. Which one would I start with there? At the moment, despite my adoration of all things chocolate, I'm really loving um, the series down in Provence with the perfumers. Um, and if we're going for really, 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 really comfort one, I think the, oh, goodness, A Crown of Bitter Orange because that's, all the stories are sweet, but Tristan is just a complete softy and adorable. So you know, yeah. But yeah, there, there, there's no books in that ther- in that particular series that I would not recommend if you just want to kind of go. I'm having a summer holiday in the south of France now. What wishes do you have for the people who will be listening to this episode? I think oh, I don't know how to how to express it very well. To me, I think community is such an important thing. So I hope that people can hold on to their communities, that they can be supported by them and support them in turn, that just because we're isolated that we can't find, you know, we, we need to find other ways of reaching out to people. We need to find ways of, 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 of being close to people. And they don't have to be big, difficult, complicated things. As I said, the virtual living room I set up on Discord I set it going in five minutes and now there's people making horrible jokes in my virtual living room at all hours of the day and night and it's awesome. Um, I don't have to do a thing that. That just happens. So I suppose, yeah, and obviously I hope I hope that everyone's staying safe. I hope that everyone is staying well, that the people around you are, are well and safe and I, I hope we can find a way through this and that brings us out better than we went in in some ways, even if it's just a, okay, we now have to look at the world differently and find a better way to, to look after each other. Shana, how you doing today? How's your weekend been so far? Well, I'm actually having a really urgent problem that I was hoping you could help me with. Oh, crap. What's up? I got a box of cheese today. I got four different kinds of goat cheese. This was a Christmas gift that my mom sent me, like a cheese of the month club. And I got a box of cheese. It's not the emergency I was expecting, but I am here <laughs> for this emergency and I flip and love goat cheese. So please well, keep talking. It, it just occurred to me that I was going to talk to you and that outside help might be available to me. So um, yeah, so it's this box of cheese. I've This is the third month I've got it. Usually it includes like these like lovingly created recipes and these like extremely like poetic descriptions of each kind of cheese. And this month I'm imagining whatever's going on in the cheese shop, you know, not the usual. It's just like a box with like huge hunks of cheese thrown into it. And like, that's it. I had to use Google to figure out what the cheeses were. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you have a big box of goat mystery cheese. Yeah. So I actually do need help because my wife doesn't like goat cheese. I, I can't eat four pounds of cheese just on my own. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. So do you have any suggestions? Well, first you can mail some to me because I love goat cheese, but that's like cross country goat cheese. And that might be somewhat uh, ill-advised. What, or, to yeah. do with, what to do with goat cheese that you don't mysterious goat cheese. So now I'm picturing goats like wandering around the countryside with like fake mustaches and beards and sunglasses and like being all covert about it. I'm going to eat this grass. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Hmm. Just leaving piles of milk that like mysteriously like turn into like delicious fermented goodness. And then, right. Like, yeah. Berries pick up and like stick in Spy goats. boxes and then like send off into the universe. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then you're the recipient of mysterious spy goat cheese. Okay, yeah. so do you live in a house or an apartment? I live in a house in do Sacramento. Do you know your neighbors? Uh, this this is good. I know some of my neighbors. Some of the houses on my block have been recently turned into Airbnbs. Oh, bugger. So. Well, the market's going to fall the hell out for them. <laughs> uh, not helpful, although I've been very quiet lately. But you're right. I do know my neighbors. At least so maybe what you might want to do is drop notes in your neighbor's mailboxes. Help, I have too much goat cheese. Please come to my house and we will arrange for socially acceptable distance transfer of cheese. Do you want some cheese? Please come to my house and get cheese. Like if someone put a note in my mailbox that said I've got free cheese, I would be there. Well, it's funny because I think we already pushed free lemons on them from our tree this week. My wife did that. So I wonder what they think is going on in our house. If like... (laughs) We keep sending them random things. You might need to incentivize it, like free cheese with a bonus roll of toilet paper. Oh, I can't give up my toilet paper. No, you can't be doing that. The, no, your you recipe can't. was all going so well, Sarah, until you suggested the toilet paper. Incentivizing with TP may not be necessary. I, I think first offer to your neighbors, and then if they don't, I mean, I'm assuming you can keep it chilled. Yeah, it's in the fridge. I just, right. you know, I don't know how long it'll last, but you're right. I like this idea. Yeah. Um, it's funny because you mentioned toilet paper. So I've this is my first day being off of self-quarantine. And um, so I couldn't go out to the store. And so my friends have been dropping off like deliveries of toilet paper on my porch for the past Aww, two weeks. That is <laughs> so kind. I mean, it's been really nice. It's like you don't really know how wonderful your friends are. <laughs> and I didn't even ask. They were just like, hey, Shana. We were got so I went on a cruise earlier this month, um, which you know, and um, which was fun. Uh, what was not fun was the returning part. No, <laughs> and I came back to like you know a disaster that has been created. This was this like country. the super nerd cruise, right? Yes, yeah. So it's called Joke the Joko Cruise, and it's like a nerd themed cruise, and there's like board games and sci fi books and TV. Um, Rebecca Roanhorse was there, who is a writer I really love, and I embarrassed myself pretty pathetically in talking to her because I was so excited. Um, oh, and I got a copy of uh, N.K. Jemison's new book, The City We Became. Ooh. I also was pretty embarrassingly excited about that. Like other people, there was a lottery. And so other people who got the book, you know, sedately walked down to the stage, said like, oh, I might wait to read this till I've read the other books. I, of course, having read her other books, like hopped up like I was at, like, what's, like, the price is right? Is that that, that um, game show where, like, Yeah, where you come, come down, down the aisle and lose yeah. your cool. Yeah. yeah, that was me. It was 
it was amazing. <laughs> and then I, I would have completely lost my cool. <laughs> that makes me feel better. <laughs> Seriously, my inner 13-year-old would have not been okay. Yeah. Like, I was just like. She would have come on out. Yeah. Screaming, running, like holding it to my chest like it was like this like treasured possession I wouldn't leave it in the room the rest of the cruise because I was worried that like maybe someone would take it I don't know who I thought would like like the house I must leader. carry it with me <laughs> what you need what you need are some secret spy goats to guard your books That's what I, <laughs> I do <laughs> spy goats with like steampunk glasses on would actually have fit in really well on this cruise well now you know what cosplay for next year <laughs> I do. It's I didn't go to cosplay this year, but next year I'm going to be all for it. So aside from coming back to a massive, massive disaster pandemic, did you have fun? Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Yay! You know, It was great. I didn't have Wi-Fi, so I didn't know what you all were dealing with. Sorry, again, it sounds like it was bad, but um, it was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, people were really nice. Like there's just like this niceness of nerds that is just like different than niceness of other people because people are so passionate about their fandoms and there's so much space for you to be passionate about your fandoms and like yes no one thinks it's weird like I went off on this huge tangent at one point talking about gluten-free baking and the like percentages of starch and protein that you needed to make it work and it in any other space, somebody would like, I would have been triggered by someone's like nonverbal communication that like I needed to stop talking. In this space, they were like, this is great. Oh, I don't know anything about gluten free baking, but you can talk for hours about, about this. <laughs> That's totally fine. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Ah, but now I'm here. <laughs> but, you, but, but you have cheese. You but have I have cheese. Cheese and TP. You're right. Like, what more do you need? I feel like this is a time I should make a joke about how I'm actually lactose intolerant, which I am, and how therefore the cheese and TP kind of are important (laughs) to go together. Luckily, I have a lot of lactate. Wait a minute. You're lactose intolerant, and you were Uh gifted a cheese of the month club subscription. Yes. I feel like there was a slight about my relationship with my family. I feel like there was a slight disconnect there. Uh-huh. Just a, just a small uh, miscommunication of essential information. <laughs> but, or or your neighbors or your or your friends know that's why you need so much teepee. <laughs> They're like, oh no, Jada, she's stuck at home, sitting in her room. She's really gonna need some cheese. Yeah, I think it's because in my family, I'm the one person who does like cheese and is willing to like consume a lot of the like lactose intolerant pills in order to eat it and no one else. I understand this. Um, But like liking a little bit of cheese is different than like, you know. Four (laughs) pounds of goat cheese. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of goat cheese. Mm. I I hear you. So aside from goat cheese, TP and um, the kindness of your friends and memories of a dope cruise, what comfort recommendations do you have? Well, I'm glad actually that, I had a couple weeks to think about this because I think if we talked last week, my only recommendations would have been TV shows and movies because I was really struggling with reading when I first got back. Oh, um, you are not alone in that. Oh, <laughs> that makes me feel better. <laughs> oh, not at all. Not at all. Did that happen to you too? Oh, dude, for so bad. It's it's like 
I've had to keep switching genres to try to figure out what to read. And I started a book today that I had already started and was like, oh, this is fine. So I picked it back up. I'm like, these people are idiots. I cannot read this. I don't want to read this. They're, they're just making me nuts. And I'm just like, your problems are petty and silly and I don't care right now. And I'm like, wow, uh-huh. I need to take a break from this. Okay. These, these people are doing nothing wrong. The problem is clearly me. Yeah. I've been, I have been having a lot of trouble settling into a book because my 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 brain is so easily distracted and i also oh. think that because i've talked about this before that i think that my brain needs a lot of energy to construct the world of a book and sometimes it just doesn't have the energy to do all of that construction um yeah. and so i'll want to read something where some of the visuals are already present like i want to play a video game or i want to read a comic or a manga i'll want to do something where the visuals are built for me so that i don't have to do that extra work but you're definitely not alone in struggling to find Mm. something I'm curious though what did you find well it's interesting that you said that because it's making me think of the books that I have been enjoying and actually the movies too are just ones that have really um cohesive world building so you can kind of drop in with like minimal effort I had kind of made that connection but I think that's kind of what's going on that if I have to put in like even just a little bit then I, it's just too much for me. But if like it's really like either an existing world that I know so well, or it's like totally created for me, then then yeah, I can kind of feel absorbed, and not just watch um, the Butcher's Wife uh, over and over again, which is one of my favorite romantic comedies, by the way. Highly recommend it. Demi Wait Moore's a minute. Long. Wait a minute. The one with Demi Moore. Yes. <laughs> And she it? has the I adore that movie, even though her accent is atrocious. It's so terrible. <laughs> I love that movie. I love the lesbians with the shoes. I, this I makes love me so how, happy. I feel like no one knows this movie but me. And I love that movie. I think I own it on VHS and on CD or on DVD. Oh, I own it on DVD too. I love that movie. It is so ridiculous. It is utter confection. I'm so glad to have known this about you. (laughs) Ditto. I feel really happy. Also, I know that you'll get the part where like she supposedly grows up in this coastal southern island that is like completely isolated from the world. And and I know you have this southern connection, so you get how that makes actually no sense that you could like never be around humans. I'm not sure exactly where it is, but it's like Georgia. South Carolina, I'm not sure because their accent is so terrible. Um, but I'm totally willing to just like suspend disbelief because I love that movie so much. Oh, it's it is a complete confection. Oh, it is it's great. Bun sugar and it is just delicious. So well, you, you have you been rewatching it? Yes, and if you haven't if you haven't done it lately, it is it is excellent for this particular time. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Because, you know, it's got that ensemble cast and it's like all those different love story plots and like everybody's coming together and like it just kind of echoes the feeling that I have right now where I see all these people supporting one another and these networks of community. And yeah, and it's funny. So if you haven't watched it lately, this this is the time. The, a pandemic is the time. It really is. It, it, I love finding someone p- else who loves this movie. <laughs> It is, it is the perfect, it is, it is, and it's a completely fantastical version of New York. Oh yeah. Like utter nonsense, New York. It's totally beautiful and magical and there's no reality. And And people just like hang out, like chatting all the time. Well, that part is actually kind of realistic. 
but um, uh, yes, I completely agree. Now is a perfect time for that movie, and it's and it you don't have to do much work. The movie will do all of the silly work for you. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm here to be charming to the twelfth degree, and you're like, I'm just like okay. <laughs> here for this and your accent is terrible i will be charmed by you (laughs) especially this random butcher in a rowboat (laughs) he's like fishing but he doesn't actually catch fish and then yeah like i'll just be charmed by this random butcher in a rowboat and he doesn't know how he got there Uh uh-huh and he's just like great because he's just like cuddly you know kind of cinnamon roll he's not really the hero it's obvious they're a terrible match but you know, you're rooting for them to figure out their lives. And he loves and, jazz. Oh my gosh. They are so cute. And, and he's just like, of course, this beautiful blonde woman with a weird accent is like, let's get married. And he's like, sure, that's why not? not? That's nope. not strange. Like, no. Yeah. I'll just take her back <laughs> to the butcher shop. It'll be fine. Uh-huh. Where she will use her magical psychic powers in order to help find the perfect cuts of meat for everyone who comes into the store. Yes. Because that's, that's what, like, what you need. Are you a vegetarian? <laughs> no. I was going to say, because like, unless someone's a vegetarian, that sounds really great. Like, I don't need someone to match me mythically with pork chops. Right? And there's all those magic moments in the movie where someone comes in and they're like having a dinner party emergency. I need lots of veal chops right now. The whole time she's just been chopping them and they're all wrapped. And here you go. I, I've solved your meat emergency. <laughs> Right. It's like a jeans emergency, but for me. Exactly. And and she wears the shoes that she thinks were a dollar fifty. Oh right. <laughs> Those were my, that, I just I love the, I love it. And she and this woman's like, you're working in them. Like and they're still and they're clean. Like that's how amazing this they're, movie is. This they're woman, blindingly white. <laughs> yeah, they're blindingly white slipper style heels. Like there's a lot of fabric. There's lots uh-huh. of little gigas on them. And she's uh-huh. wearing them in a butcher shop, and they're pristine. That's the kind of movie we're dealing with here. Yeah, I think she actually is pristine the whole movie. I'm pretty sure she's wearing her like little like gingham print, like girlish outfit, and like blood never touches anything. Like she keeps no. unwrapping and seductively wrapping her little like white apron, but she doesn't actually need it. No, <laughs> because... and I mean I can't, I can't even drink water without spilling it on my boobs. <laughs> That's what boobs are for. Like they apparently they're they like an collect, for my whole face. That's yeah. that's uh, what I think. <laughs> I agree with you. Oh my gosh! So, I love well, this anyway. so much. So, in addition to the butcher's wife, I have actually been reading books, so I guess I could talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I decided to reread *The Duchess War*. Oh, good um, choice. So good choices. So, Definitely recommend. I think actually the whole um, Brother Sinister series is great. And it's perfect because I've gone through a couple periods in my life where I just got over historical romances and went through this fast and felt like I hated them. And the last one, it was years ago, but the, uh, this book, The Duchess War, that was the book that got me out of that slump and like took me into my current reality of uh, feeling happy about historical romances again. So I think it's just like, it's a powerful book for me. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, the whole series, I actually, so I finished that. I'm rereading the last book in the series now, um, Talk Sweetly to Me, um, which is like a shorter novella length, I think. And it's so adorable. And like, I think those are my favorites, actually, the first and the last, and the ones I remember the best. But I like, I remember liking the whole series. I think it's just, 
it's great. I mean, Courtney Ball in general just does like smart kind of misunderstood characters really well. And she's got that, that like great banter and witty dialogue and smart women and, and men who like to get into trouble, which is kind of my weakness. And there's lots yeah. of like social constraints and finding a way through to like make the world better and peace and justice for all. It's pretty adorable. I also love the cover of that book. I don't usually Ooh. like gravitate towards books because of the cover, because for me, the the cover and the inside are so disconnected in process and how they're developed that I just sort of don't, they don't really factor into my decision to read a book, but the, the expression of friendliness on the model's face in Talk Sweetly to Me, the way she just, the way she's looking at the reader, she has her hand on her face, she has this really gentle smile, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I I wanted to read that book just because she looked so friendly. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it is actually, I think it's a really great cover. Um, it's wonderful. And and it actually, like, it fits the character, you know, because she's, like, yes. a mathematician. When she's, like, a computer and that hidden hidden figures. Is that the Yes. Movie? Yeah. Kind of style. And um, so she's got this, like... Uh, uh, brilliant, distracted kind of thing. She's like, no, no nonsense. She's focused on her work. She's like middle class and not really up for the antics of the um, super radical feminist, adorable writer who wants her. Um, but she's just got this like inherent sweetness. I feel like that's actually true of um, uh, what's her name? Minnie and the Duchess War too. Like just like, so giving like this strong sense of responsibility for other people just like so warm and friendly at the same time that like super talented in this like intellectual way um and I I remember it I don't know if it was around the time it came out but I remember reading a blog post from Courtney Milan about how hard it was to make the cover for um talk sweetly to me because yes you stock models do you remember that and um yes so few black stock models so she just like couldn't find one that would work that she could then like turn into the cover. I think it was like she was using wedding dress models or something. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. was she does a lot of her own cover work or or initially did. And I know that she uses wedding dress pictures because the the, the volume of fabric in the gown can be the backdrop mm-hmm. for the title and you don't really have to do all that much to it. But finding women of color in wedding gowns photographed the same way that white models are was very difficult for her. I remember yeah. her showing some samples and how dreadful some of the stock images were. <laughs> yeah, I really, it, I, it made me think about how stock images are this kind of surprising intervention point for um, like diversity, equity, and inclusion that I hadn't really thought about. Oh, yeah. Um, and and I know there's like different groups who are kind of working on that in different ways, like not just ethnic diversity, but like size diversity too, and like you know positive mm-hmm. representations of black people. But it just it struck me it was really memorable. And now I think about that every time I see the cover of this book, which apparently is whenever I'm having a bad week and <laughs> need to read it. My Ooh. husband's cousin, his ex-wife, is a stock cover model for some stock images. Oh no, really? <laughs> and then I, I heard that and I looked at her and I was like, of course you are. Oh. Yes. Of course. Of course that is it. She is the perfect. Is she and she's a lovely, yes, surprise. Uh-huh. She's a stock model. And I was like, Ooh. of course you are. Of course you are. That That is like the, the, 
could be like a description description of character, right? Like she was a stock image model. Oh, okay. I know exactly what she looks like. We're good. Thanks. Actually, that would be a really interesting romance. Like a stock image model, but like wasn't anything like the personalities you would expect and it was like, you look really- so familiar have I seen you before <laughs> Maybe on an insurance brochure. once upon a time ages ago on Twitter someone in my at in my replies I was ranting about um you ever get that call from Rachel from cardholder services hi it's Rachel <laughs> from cardholder services don't hang up I was, and it's either Rachel or Emily or it's like some randomly bland voiced person who's basically oh. scamming you mm-hmm. and someone was like imagine the the voice actor who had to do that which is the most, <laughs> hated, the most hated woman in the world and everyone knows her voice and she's having trouble finding love and I feel like her and the stock image model could be a series <laughs> I love that idea. And like there would need to be maybe some sort of like, mm, like path to like recovery that would happen and like personal transformation of Rachel would realize that, you know, maybe it wasn't worth the money (laughs) to to do this. Yes. She has inside information to take them down. Oh yeah. How will I give back to the world? The stock model can realize that she's part of a larger machine that is limiting representation of what people look like and, and, Uh and, you know, we can do better and we can, and she could like start bringing in other models. Oh yeah. There's, yeah, so she can much use her powers like for good, you know, and like to show that like there's actually a market for other types of models out there. And then maybe she would dye her hair like black. I, I feel like this could be fun because she she would be on the run from like the conglomerate that was after her because of her efforts. So she would need to totally change her look, and then she'd discover that she kind of like liked having tattoos, even if it meant she could no longer do her career as a stock model. Yeah. I mean, there's so, so much, so much to unpack in what we accept as the narrow definition of female customer. Oh, right. Right. Like and what no longer the female customer. It's like generic to us enough that like the maximum number of people yeah. will buy it. Yep. Not too big, not it's too like, small. You know, too... you need to, to paint your house gray when you're trying to sell it, you know, because oh you my gosh, not make it too, too startling for folks. You want the maximum number of people to see themselves in it. Um, yep. That's pretty much what stock motors are. They're like <laughs> gray paint. <laughs> yes. I have lived in a house that was staged when we sold our house and moved to, to Maryland. When I lived in a house that was staged, it was like living with with people who I never saw who were very scary. Everything, <laughs> everything matched. They 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 put their mugs on a tray and left the tray and the mugs on the kitchen counter. <laughs> and like and, and and like I would have to set it up for before a showing because I work from home. So I would like go upstairs and like make the beds with these weird matchy matchy bedspreads and like hide all evidence of other like <laughs> mood, the actual human who live there. I would make my way backwards out of the house and like put the mug tray on the counter in a specific way and then you know make sure the mugs were turned a certain way who leaves some empty mugs on a tray in the middle of the counter like did I just like up and in my house and I think what actually sold my house is before the last open house I boiled I simmered uh, cloves and oh yeah, and orange peel, and I made like sell my house fragrant tea. <laughs> and then I've I had a, we had we, we had like a, an offer. So when they came back for a second look, I did it again. 
Ah, uh, like, forget the matchy matchy mugs and the chevron. It was the tea that did it. <laughs> I'm gonna remember this next time when eventually I guess we have to sell this house, and um, oh, yeah. I'm dealing with a real estate agent desperately trying to get me to uh, stage it. I'm gonna say, how about I just bake some cookies? I'd be doing that anyway. Exactly. Would you like some cheese? <laughs> cheese out for them. You'll still have some. It's a lot of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to buy a house surrounded by cheese? This well, you've got more cheese home. coming from this subscription. You're going to have to just start handing it out, right? Well, Wait, if Halloween isn't canceled, you're set. <laughs> oh, sadly, this is my very last month. It was only a three-month subscription. <laughs> I, oh. I know. It's the end of an era. You could I mean, have been the cheese fairy for the whole street. I could have been. <laughs> Oh, maybe if I ask nicely, my mom will, will do it again for my birthday. That's in June. First, you like The Butcher's Wife, the best rom-com ever. And then we're almost birthday twins. Yep. Clearly, clearly we were meant to have this conversation. Yeah, I love um, I love having a June birthday. It's, anyway. So, so what other books uh, do you want to recommend? I do have yeah, other books. So those are the ones I'm reading right now. And then I have... Um, a couple on my list to read. One is um, Knit One Girl Two. I should say to reread. So <laughs> I've read all of these books before and I don't actually usually reread books while I will rewatch movies over and over and over again. But usually I don't reread them, but um, these are desperate times. And I think Knit One Girl Two is going to be really good. Like I read the first chapter just to remind myself of the tone and it's just like so sweet and cute and it's two women and they're both artistic Aww. and it's really low conflict and they just like each other and they both are into the same fandoms and then they fall in love and they eat lots of delicious things and like nothing bad happens um and one of them is fat which I'm always excited about and super confident and like not a there's no like self-esteem issues, which are totally real, but are like not actually comforting to read, <laughs> um, is not in the book. Like they love each other's bodies. Like one, is, oh, and one is a yarn dyer and I've gotten really into knitting. I don't know if I told you that, but I, um, I took a knitting oh, class. lovely. Yeah. I took a knitting class in January. Excellent timing. <laughs> you make good choices. Uh, I could not be happier. What will I have done? I bought so much yarn in anticipation of maybe the self-quarantine happening, which then it did. And what would I have done if I <laughs> didn't have like yarn, like a basic ability to turn it into cute things. So, um, so yeah, it's all about like knitting and painting and it's just super adorable and sweet. I so love I that. And that's a perfect book for you. Oh yeah, it is. It really has everything I like. Like um, women being creative, like not a lot of conflict yet. Like it is important that it has enough of like a story that feels engaging because I can't actually read really, really like zero conflict, super low conflict books when I'm stressed or worried. I don't know about you, but just like they just don't, it's kind of like what you were saying before. They don't catch my attention and I get annoyed mm -hmm. at them because their lives seem too easy. <laughs> my life isn't like I need like, I need enough like conflict and trouble to feel like sucked and engaged, but like not so much that I'm actually worried about anyone like dying or something terrible happening. <laughs> it's that like sweet spot in between. So hopefully that this will hit that. And then the other one I'd recommend is um, the long way to a small angry planet by Becky Chambers. 
which I definitely feel like is like such good world building and like such this positive vision for the future. It's like a sci-fi book that feels kind of like a cozy mystery. And um, I don't know, everybody's like not miserable. (laughs) And yet they're trying to fix things and make the world even better. And um, there's like chosen family and the heroine is running away from her not great bio family, which is a trope that I always love in anything, but particularly sci-fi. Um, Polaris Rising is kind of similar. It's actually, I think it might basically be like <laughs> very similar to Polaris Rising, but like happier. <laughs> so what wishes do you have to send out into the world today? I think I'd just like to wish everyone all of their favorite snacks <laughs> since I oh, would, yes. I would say like I'd like to wish cheese for everyone but maybe cheese isn't everyone's <laughs> <laughs> so I want everyone to feel well nourished in whatever way like I think ideally everybody should get a box today of whatever they would most love to receive <laughs> and eat oh um so that's kind of what I'm hoping and just that yeah people are kind to one another and and ask for help when they need it I'm feeling pretty loved and supported by all the the folks in my chosen family lately. And I hope that everybody else knows that they can ask for help. And this is the time you will actually probably get it. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. If you would like to share your recommendations with us, we would love to hear them. You can come and chat with us in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast, which incidentally is where I will put all of the links to the books and things we talked about in this episode. Or you can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and I would love to know what's getting you through right now. Thank you again to our Patreon community for supporting the show. I can't tell you how much your support means to me. If you'd like to have a look at our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash smartbitches. And of course, I end every episode with a bad joke, and this one is so bad. (laughs) I'm really happy about this one. I mean, I like them all, which is why I picked them, but this one is just making my day. Why should you knock on the refrigerator door before opening it? Why should you knock on the refrigerator door before opening it? In case there's a salad dressing. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I hope that amuses you as much as I do, as it amuses me. Oh, it's so dumb. I love it. Ah, on behalf of all of us to all of you, we are wishing you solace and comfort and as much chill and peace as possible. And we hope that everything that you're reading and watching and doing is nourishing and comforting to you. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. <laughs>